The following is an exclusive presentation of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. It's time for BYU Women's Soccer, live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Deep cross, hit it toward Freeman in! A goal by Elise Blake and the Cougars open up on top! This is Cougar Pre-Match Live. Coming up, we'll hear from head coach Jennifer Rockwood and we'll get a look at today's starting lineups. Let's begin our coverage of BYU Women's Soccer and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar soccer fans. Welcome back. Pitch side, inside, south field on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah for the Cougars' second-to-last regular season home game of the year. Tonight, the visitors are the Toreros of San Diego, a team that has had some recent success in this venue, winning two of four meetings with BYU here at south field since the Cougars joined the West Coast Conference. My name is Greg Grubel. I'll have your play-by-play call tonight, assisted by former BYU women's soccer star Elena Medeiros-Anderson. And Len, uh, BYU comes into tonight's match off of uh, one of a kind of an uneven performance, perhaps, the other night at Portland. But the Cougars still came away as 2-0 winners and remain top of the table in the WCC, undefeated on the season. So while it wasn't maybe BYU's best performance of the year, it was still good enough to maintain momentum. Yeah, it was a good lesson for this team that all games aren't going to come easy, right? You're not going to score five or six goals every single game. Uh, As we were broadcasting, Portland seemed to win the possession numbers and at some points even outplayed the Cougs. But at the end of the day, the only number that matters is that final score and this team came out on top 2-0 so I mean I'd I'd take a win like that um, with an off game any day we've seen how hungry and resilient this team has been all season and I'm sure especially tonight they'll be playing with a bigger chip on their shoulder to prove they're better not only from last game but why they're one of the top five teams in the country right now. All right, coming up next we'll hear from BYU head coach Jennifer Rockwood about uh, what she'd like to see tonight as the Cougars welcome the Toreros to Provo this is BYU women's soccer coverage live from Southfield and Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pre-Match Live. It's time to get the scoop on today's match from head coach Jennifer Rockwood. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Back inside Southfield and Provo, where tonight the fourth-ranked BYU Cougars play their eighth home game of the 2019 regular season. Through seven home matches, BYU continues to lead the nation in average attendance at 3,350 fans per game. After tonight, only one more home game remains on the regular season slate. Then it's NCAA tournament play where BYU will certainly get one home game but is playing now to earn a second weekend of home dates. Time now to hear from BYU head coach Jennifer Rockwood in our pregame conversation is presented by, as always, Zions Bank. For banking that helps you tackle every financial challenge, Zions Bank is for you. And in the lead-up to tonight's match, I asked Jen for her assessment of the Cougs' midweek match and how it sets her team up for tonight. We get two days in between, and so that's that's kind of a difference uh, in our conference schedule, but I think it's great. It, it gives you an extra day of recovery in between games, and especially that we get to be home, uh, that helps a little bit as well. But, uh, you know, girls have fought hard at Portland and got a good result against a really solid defensive team, and uh, now we're just getting ready for next conference game. This team has clearly set the bar pretty high right as the season goes along the expectations get even greater and greater yeah they do and and the pressure mounts and the target mounts and uh, girls have done a good job of handling it and it's just important that we we don't get too frustrated with our high expectations and and still be able to problem solve on the field knowing that you know some teams are going to throw us some different looks and uh, we've seen a lot of different variety of uh, defenses and schemes and uh, we're learning to adjust to them and uh, you know San Diego tends to play a similar formation that we've seen before but again you never know come game day what's gonna what's gonna be out there but the girls as long as they're communicating and staying confident they're usually able to solve those issues 
And the Portland game is another good example of seeing another defensive look that you have to deal with and adjust to. Yeah, and it's you know, and it's good to learn. And and sometimes you don't know until you see something on the field. And uh, it was a little hard for us. Uh, Portland did a great job of kind of slowing us down in our attacking third. We weren't able to get forward or in behind them as much as we've been. And so it's a good reminder for us. And so we just worked on uh, some of those things and some of those simple reminders of where we've been successful so far this year. The San Diego team has had a little bit of success here on this pitch, but this season uh, they've struggled away from home. Yeah, they have, and you know um, that's just something we have to take advantage of, uh, knowing that they've struggled a little bit on the road. But you know, we also understand that uh, you know they've also beaten a team five zero in conference, and so they have the ability, especially on their set pieces. We have to be really careful and clean on those. Um, I'm sure they're going to come in, and you know they're they're trying to get three points just as badly as we are, and so. Uh, I think it'll be a great game. In the last few seasons, this team, the San Diego team, has tended to play you tight and play you well. Yeah, it has. And they, they frustrated us last year on their home field. It went into overtime, right. and we struggled a little bit. And, uh, you know, it wasn't as clean as we'd like, but they, they made us very uncomfortable, and uh, they caused us a lot of problems. And so we're anticipating, uh, you know, a good matchup, and we just hope that we can be a little bit cleaner in our attack, a little bit cleaner with our touches and passes. We gave the, the ball away a, a lot against Portland. Um, but, again, that was due to a lot of their good pressure and their positioning early in the season you had a nice long string of of shutouts and now you're on another run of clean sheets three in a row right now yeah our defense our our team defense it starts kind of with our forwards and our press but also our individual defense and the pressure that we put on people when we do lose the ball we are uh, quicker than ever to get back uh, and to organize and to put immediate pressure on the ball and, and typically we're able to win that the ball back pretty quickly but our our back four are doing a phenomenal job there's no question about that you're such a tough team to break down right now yeah and uh you know they they get involved so much in in our attack that uh that that helps a lot as well but they're great individual defenders uh they've they've done a great job of of trying to slow down some really great attacking players and and, you know san diego has a couple of of people that we'll definitely have to be careful of in transition and uh make sure that we uh, minimize the opportunities and minimize any set pieces You've outshot every opponent you have faced this year. The numbers are kind of overwhelming when you look at them on the whole, on the mm-hmm. season. This team is just relentless that way, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we want to just be the team that steps on the field right from the whistle and goes at somebody. And uh, that's a, it's a fun style to play. It requires a lot of energy, a lot of fitness, um, and a lot of passion. And, and just, uh, again, that excitement to, to be on the field again. And the girls have been very, very consistent uh, as we started each game. And so there's no reason to expect anything less. You've scored first in 13 of 15 matches this year. Mm-hmm. How vital is it to be on the front foot from the get-go? Yeah, it's very vital. We know just statistically in vast history, you know, you score first, the percentages go up so much of being uh, the winning team and getting the results. So something we shoot for right from the get-go. We try to get two goals before half, and, you know, our goal is to try and score three goals every game. Once you're done with San Diego... You have only three league games left. It's amazing to think how quickly this thing is gone. Yeah. But that means that the uh, the chase for the conference title gets more and more intense game by game. Yeah, no question. Every year it seems to come down to the last weekend um, for the result of who, who who's you know, the champion. So, um, yeah, every every game you kind of feel a little bit more. and But also it's, it's very exciting to know that the, the, the chase is on and uh, we're still in the driver's seat and uh, keep everything in our hands and good things can happen. And how proud are you to, again, have the nation's best home pitch attendance right now mm. through seven matches. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. We're really fortunate that uh, our fans come out and support us, the student body and the community. And, you know, the girls play a, a very exciting style of soccer. And so, uh, 
you know, they love playing at home. They love representing and playing in front of their fans. So hopefully we'll get another good crowd. The weather's holding for another weekend. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Okay, have a great game against the Toreros. Jen, we'll talk to you post-match. All right, thanks. That is our pregame chat with BYU head coach Jennifer Rockwood. After this break, it's a conversation with senior center back Danica Serracio. This is Cougar Pre-Match Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to hear from the Cougars themselves as we head back to the broadcast booth for our pre-match interview. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again from Southfield in Provo, Utah on a cool but uh, and also breezy night. Now, you know, it's kind of vacillated between calm and breezy, but uh, a cold front is coming in. Tomorrow it should be in the 30s and maybe some snow. Tomorrow, the number four BYU Cougars tonight welcoming the San Diego Toreros to town. BYU 14-0-1 on the season, 4-0-1 in the WCC. Top of the table, USD is 6-7-1 on the year and 2-3 in league play. The Cougars coming in off a midweek 2-0 win at Portland. San Diego had a 1-0 lead at USF on Wednesday night and then lost 2-1 in double overtime. I'm Greg Grubel with former Cougar Elena Medeiros Anderson. Great to have you with us on the New Skin BYU Sports Network, headed by our flagship radio station, BYU Radio 107.9 FM. You can also hear us live on the BYU Cougars app and at BYUcougars.com slash live radio, as well as ESPN 960 AM and the ESPN 960 app on demand. You can get play-by-play and highlights on demand via the BYU Women's Soccer Podcast and at BYURadio.org. Look under Shows, then find BYU Women's Soccer. So lots of ways to listen in. Only BYU and top-ranked Virginia remain undefeated on the season. Only BYU and number 2 Stanford have scored more than 50 goals on the season. BYU, one of a handful of teams, have allowed six goals or fewer. In short, the Cougars are clearly among the nation's elite soccer programs, which means that a win over BYU would carry considerable weight for whichever team is able to do it. And as we saw the other night, even playing BYU close, as Portland did, merits some national attention. Now, Elena, the target on BYU's back is getting bigger with every game. And so, too, the pressure increases. Pressure to remain undefeated, to have a shot at being one of the top eight seeded teams in the NCAA tournament field because we're heading down the stretch. And Selection Monday is just over two weeks away now. Yeah, it's crazy how fast it comes. As we enter these final games of the season, every game matters even more, especially with the tournament quickly approaching. However, I love the mentality of this group. They're just laser-focused on the next game, not not the NCAA tournament. They understand the importance of the next opponent. It doesn't matter if they have a winning record or a losing record. Anything can happen during conference play. I mean, we saw that this week with the Santa Clara versus Pepperdine game. Pepperdine was up 3-0 at half, and Santa Clara comes back and scores four goals in 14 minutes. So, again, anything can happen in conference play, and BYU gets that. They prepare for the opponent, whoever it is, the same. And every game contributes to your resume as you're building up towards that postseason play, trying to show the committee why you deserve one of those top seeds in the tournament. And I think it's crucial right now, especially that BYU wins out the rest of the season. Right. It does, it does feel that way, that any anything other than three points uh, might take them out of, uh, in, out of their running, at least, for a, a home match on the second weekend of tournament play. Certainly, BYU right now looks good for that first weekend. But can they get another weekend here at Southfield becomes the big question. Time Time now for our pre-match player interview, and this evening we catch up with senior center back Danica Serracio, who this season has scored her first two career goals for BYU, and both were game winners. And as good as she has been when she chooses to unleash that shot of hers, she and the Cougar backliners are making their names in the goals allowed column. Only six conceded on the year, and Danica would like to keep that number right where it is for as long as possible. 
Yeah, the shutouts are definitely important to us. Um, and, I mean, we've done a good job so far, but I think we know that we can be even better, and so we're super motivated to keep those goals out. Three straight clean sheets and counting right now. What more can this defense do to improve upon where you've been? Um, I think just the little things, I think, as we go throughout the year, just honing in on those little details um, and as a team. And I think the less we're playing defense, the more we're playing offense. So we can just help our offense in that way. Sab got knocked around pretty good at Portland. She's taken some hits this year. She's a tough kid. Uh, yeah, Sab's definitely a stud. I mean, she's been playing through a lot this season. Um, but she, you know, you can't tell. She's a stud. She handles it, and she's been playing great. You have gotten on the score sheet a couple times this year, uh, two game-winning goals as well. Uh, was that uh, something you had in mind uh, for your senior season, was to be a scorer when the opportunity presented itself? Um, yeah, I definitely, I mean, I, I love those outside shots. It's definitely something that I wanted to try and contribute. Um, but, I mean, I, I practice them, and it's kind of like, okay, if the opportunity comes, I want to be ready. But, I don't know, it's gone better than I thought it would, that's for sure. How much work do you do on becoming a better outside shooter and a stronger outside shooter? Because you got a great, great hit from deep. Thank you. Um, well, it's something that I think Jen kind of challenged me in the spring. She was like, Dan, it's your senior year. Like, just go for it. And so I've been working on it a lot, especially after practice. I usually take um, a couple set pieces and, you know, some of those corner kick shots. So I just a little bit every day. I mean, I can't do too many of them because it's kind of a far shot. So it's kind mm-hmm. of a lot on my body. So Strange. just a little bit every day, yeah. Josie Gwynn has a goal. Uh, Rachel Lyman has scored. You've scored a couple. Can we get Alyssa Jefferson a goal before her career ends here? <laughs> I think so, man. Honestly, anytime <laughs> we're down, I'm like, Liz, just go dribble the whole team. Like, she's so good. I mean, I'm sure she'll get one. Like, she's just a powerhouse. She would not need a goal to make her career complete, though. What can you say about Alyssa Jefferson? Oh, man, she she completes me. She always, she always tells me that I'm her better half, and I always tell her that she's my better two-thirds. Um, she's, she's just so quick. She's so smart. I mean, she has the best slide tackling timing I've ever seen. I do not slide tackle because I know I'll mess it up. Um, but she, she's just awesome. She reads the game. She's quick. She makes good decisions. She's incredible 1v1. I, just, I can play with a lot more confidence knowing I have Alyssa. I hadn't really thought about that. But, yeah, in terms of contrast and style, she's more of a slider than you, right? Yeah, I, growing up, that was not my, my coach always said, like, don't slide, don't slide. So I, I think I just never really did that, and so I don't feel comfortable. I mean, I guess if the time ever came, I would, but I like to stay on my feet more, and she's a lot more comfortable with it. And I think I think our styles of play as a whole definitely complement each other. You're more about positioning and angles, yeah. those kinds of things? Yeah, she's got a lot more speed than me. Um so I think I, I have to be smart <laughs> because I can't I can't catch up like I she can. Exactly. Yeah. As someone who sees a lot of uh, good attackers coming at you, how do you assess BYU's attackers? Like if you were on the other side having to defend what BYU's got right now, what do you do? Oh my gosh, I think they're um, a big reason of why our backline has been so successful. I mean, we we practice against the best attackers in the country every single day. Um, and I'm every game so grateful that they're on my team because they embarrass me in practice, and I just don't know if I could handle getting embarrassed like that every single game. So they're, they're honestly incredible, and I'm glad they're on my team. <laughs> you guys are coming off a 2-0 win at Portland on Wednesday. BYU wasn't maybe at its sharpest, but still, it's a shutout, it's on the road, it's another win, and you still haven't lost a game this season. Do you guys have to step back sometimes and say, let's just see where we really are and appreciate what you've done through 15 games? Yeah, I think that's one thing our coaches were talking about today, because we all kind of were frustrated. I mean, we know we we could have played a lot better and come out with an even better result, but we did get the win, and they, they kind of had us do that. They were like, you know, look at what all you've accomplished and just let that give you confidence. And so I think we do have to step back.
back, but we also have very high expectations. Um, but for us to maybe not play our best and still come out with a win on the road is still really good. Four games left, including San Diego in league play. That conference crown is uh, getting closer and closer with each result. How driven are you guys to be outright conference champions again this year? So driven. I think because it's so close, um, we can't get too you know, worried about that. we got to take it one game at right. a time. But that's definitely something we're thinking about and something that we know we can accomplish. Knowing that things are still one game at a time, the NCAA tournament is its close. Do you let yourself sometimes daydream about, about making a deep run? Um, I think, yeah, I think we all do, especially with how we've been doing. We're like, oh, my gosh, we could do we could do so well. And it's really exciting, but, I mean, we can't get to the tournament unless we handle what we're doing right now. And so I think that's where we're like, you just got to take it one goal, one task at a time. Danica, always good to speak to you. So fun to watch you play and uh, see the results you and the team are earning. Good luck against San Diego. Thanks so much. Thank you, Greg. That is BYU senior center back Danica Sarasio, and this is Cougar Pre-Match Live from Southfield. We're back with more after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pre-Match Live, getting you ready for BYU women's soccer. For more pre-match coverage, here's Elena Anderson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. We are back at Southfield on the BYU campus here in Provo for BYU and San Diego. The Cougars have hosted the Toreros four times all-time, and USD's won two of those four matchups. In 2011, BYU's first year in the WCC, and then 2017, the last time USD played here. BYU winning a WCC meetings in 2013 and 2015 on this pitch. This year's USD team, 6-7-1 and one on the season. Just two wins in the last eight matches overall, two and three in league. And two conference games really got away from the Toreros in a 6-0 loss at Gonzaga and a 6-0 setback at St. Mary's. Now, they also have a 5-0 win to their credit, but they've been kind of up and down of late, as you can see. San Diego's head coach is Louise Lieberman. Coach Lou, the former UCLA player and assistant coach, now in her third season as head coach at San Diego and hoping to get to back above 500 by the end of this season. The Toreros, would, uh, they, they would have come to Provo with a winning record overall, but for a double overtime loss at San Francisco on Wednesday night. Yeah, it was a heartbreaker. Our, um, and it was, it was a, for us on our part, we just didn't do a good job defensively, and that's the worst way to, to lose. Is you want to lose because someone created something so great. Um, we just didn't do our job, which is a, a crappy way to, to go. But um, we're, we're trying to make a comeback tonight, see how we can do against a really good team. On the hilltop, man, it would have been nice to go up 2-0. You had that kind of partially open net early in half number two, right? Didn't go for you, and then it was kind of a battle from there on out. It was weird. There's a couple calls that weren't called that were interesting to me. Um, and, you know, if a call goes your way, sometimes it changes the trajectory of the game. So, yeah, I don't like to blame games on referees, um, but uh, hopefully the ball bounces more away for the rest of the season. Okay. How do you feel that, that, um, that the current record you have reflects who you are? Yeah, I would say it doesn't. Yeah. It's like one of those really, I think it's actually an interesting year all the way around in the country. Um, you have your usual suspects, then you have this weird up and down from different teams. Um, we have some similar scores from people that are in the top 20 um, against similar opponents. It's really, really interesting. Um, but I don't believe it reflects exactly who we are. I think actually this is the best playing soccer team we've had. But I'm really proud of, of their work ethic and the way that we're trying to play the game, which is what my hope is for this program and the future of it. Um, just some things haven't come together the way they were supposed to, the way we planned. So it's unfortunate. This is a program with players on it who've had success against BYU on this pitch, though, which is interesting. It is interesting yeah. and exciting. So, <laughs> but, you know, every day, and I say this to the girls, a game has to be played tonight. Mm-hmm. So let's see how, how we can 
focus on having a great performance. Less about the score, more working on, on how we can have a feel good about our performance and proud of each other. To that end, how do you feel your team recovered from what happened Wednesday to get ready for tonight? We have a really close-knit group. Our chemistry is awesome. Um, e- even with a, a difficult record and some of the scores that have gone not our way, we're pretty close. And so we bounce back right away as soon as we can to get back on track, which is great. I think that's the whole point of trusting and being loyal to your teammates and yourself. It allows us to bounce back quick. Um, and try to get back on track to where we need to go. So the, they're smiling. They're ready to go. They, 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 it stinks for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then we say, okay, let's move forward. So, and they've done that really well. Okay. Looking back on boxes from BYU and USD, there's Amber Michael between the pipes in every one of them. Yeah. This is her fourth straight game having played against BYU, fourth straight season at least. Yeah, she, she's, she's, she's not only a gamer. She, she works so hard, and I think that's why she's so consistent. I think, as we know in our lives, anyone who's consistent with what they do are consistent between the pipes, if that's, you yeah. trust them, and, trust, and they trust themselves. So um, I think Amber, honestly, doesn't know who the opponent is. I think she just mm-hmm. comes to be the best that she can be in any capacity possible against whoever. And that's why I think she's so great. She doesn't let anything external affect her because she loves what she does so much. And she just be, she's just herself. Mm-hmm. She just wants to be the best version of herself at all times, regardless of the opponent. Great to be able to rely, rely on a person like that. Uh, 100%. Important. Yeah. 100%. Uh, where does uh, Milan Moses fit into that same kind of uh, uh, framework? Milan's awesome. Milan's awesome. She has... Um, you know, she it's hard when you're when you're someone who people rely on all the time and she's risen to the occasion several several times in the last two years so I'm so beyond proud and happy that she's on this team and she's made us so much better and she this year she's taken a new leadership role and rallied the girls and uh, in training she's very vocal and you need someone like that who makes such an impact to be more vocal because then it, it's very powerful and she's taken ownership of that and I've really appreciated that because we've we've needed it and she's stepped up yeah. What do you expect out of BYU tonight, and how would you expect to uh, challenge BYU stylistically this evening? BYU is a talented group, and I think in all parts of the field, they're a handful to deal with. And so in, in trying to strategize, uh, we were back and forth and having a lot of staff conversations about that, but exciting conversations, and we're just going to give our best effort. Stylistically, they're dangerous everywhere. So we're just going to try to do our best to nullify some of their major strengths because you can't nullify all of them sometimes. And they have a lot. Um, so we're just going to try to nullify some of those and do what we do well. What was, was the way Portland played BYU instructive at all to you from Wednesday? Certainly. And I think the biggest, biggest takeaway for me was mentality for them. Yeah. They didn't shy away from anything. They said, let's go. Let's go play a soccer game and see how it goes. And I was really impressed with that from Portland's side. Okay. Lastly, uh, from what you've seen around the league this year to this point, uh, what do you make of the WCC as a national uh, uh, competitor? I think it's been up and down a little bit this year, but overall Santa Clara, BYU have been just really strong all the way around. I'm, I'm proud of their performances. I think they, they're going to be a strong contender in the postseason. Um, and the rest of the crew, I think it's just been a really interesting year. It's been up and down and all around. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Who knows how this thing's going to shake out, right? A couple it's weeks a, left to go. A so couple yeah. weeks left to go. But, um, yeah, I, I think... I think we're on. I think our all of our programs are in, headed in the right direction, and I'm excited to be a part of this conference. It's competitive, it's strong, it's special, and I, I'm glad to be here. Really, am. Yeah. Coach Lou, if I can call you that, thanks for your time. Absolutely, Appreciate anytime, <laughs> anytime. That is San Diego head coach Louise Lieberman. Time now for tonight's Wilner and O'Reilly's Laws of the Game feature, brought to you by Wilner and O'Reilly Immigration Solutions in Utah and abroad, and WilnerO'Reilly.com. Here's tonight's rules question. What is the minimum amount of sideline space that an opponent must allow a player who is throwing the ball in? The answer is coming up next, as well as tonight's starting lineups and the opening kick as Cougar Pre-Match Live rolls on from Southfield and Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
Welcome back to Cougar Pre-Match Live, getting you ready for BYU women's soccer. For more pre-match coverage, here's Elena Anderson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. We are back at Southfield and Provo starting lineups for BYU and San Diego coming right up. First up, the answer in tonight's soccer rules question in Wilner and O'Reilly's Laws of the Game segment. Here's tonight's rules question. What is the minimum amount of sideline space that an opponent must allow a player who's throwing the ball in? And the ruling is this. An opponent may stand in front of the thrower, provided the opponent is a minimum of two yards from the touchline and does not move in an attempt to interfere with the throw-in. That is Laws of the Game, brought to you by Wilner and O'Reilly. And this is BYU Women's Soccer on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU 